Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. My name is Chris Moody, host of the new podcast, Finding Matt Drudge. I'll be taking you on a journey to find the mysterious media mogul Matt Drudge, founder of The Drudge Report. Along the way, I'll talk to people who have worked with him, dined with him, and fought with him, taking listeners into private conversations, all in an attempt to get a better understanding of who Drudge is and what motivates him. Hopefully, he'll even sit down with us. Listen to Finding Matt Drudge on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm John Seifer. And I'm Jerry O'Shea. We spent over 30 years in the CIA uncovering global conspiracies. Conspiracies aren't just a theory to us, which is why we started our podcast, Mission Implausible. Everyone has questions about conspiracy theories, but with our background, we can actually answer those questions. Anyone can just start screaming about microchips and Jewish space lasers, but it's our mission to remove the bull and get down to what's real. Listen to Mission Implausible on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to today's edition of the Clay Travis and Buck Sexton Show podcast. Welcome in. Hour number two, Clay Travis, Buck Sexton Show. Appreciate all of you spending your Tuesday with us. Encourage you to go subscribe to the podcast if you have not already. Lots of cool parts of the podcast universe uh, with several different members of the Clay and Buck podcast uh, team, including Carol Markowitz. Uh, I believe we've also got certainly... I saw her, by the way, sitting on uh, Gutfeld on Friday. Maybe it was a Saturday show of Fox News. Um, but uh, but Tudor Dixon was doing fantastic stuff on Fox News uh, here of late. Uh, and we're going to be a- announcing some new additions soon. Also, if you want three hours of video, and I'm not suggesting that you're necessarily going to enjoy seeing Buck and me for three hours every day, but if that is in your worldview and you are interested in it, you can go to clayandbuck.com. There is now three hours of the show streaming on video every single day, Monday to Friday, for your viewing entertainment. So if you're not able to hear one of those 500 uh, AM FM stations, and if you're not able to get uh, this show on streaming or on podcast or whatever else, the video is also an option. Uh, okay, Buck, uh, Super Bowl is set. Kansas City Chiefs. Going up against San Francisco 49ers. I'm going to do the show Thursday and Friday from out in Las Vegas. Um, so I imagine that it will be complete chaos all over Vegas, even more so than would ordinarily be the case on any Vegas weekend. Uh, and there are now a ton of hot takes, lots of commentary out there about the impact Taylor Swift is going to have on the Super Bowl and also on the 2024 presidential campaign. And these are flying fast and furious. But I wanted to remind you that Taylor Swift has previously endorsed Joe Biden. She did it in 2020. She really has ripped Marsha Blackburn, uh, the uh, senator from Tennessee that we've had on this show a lot. She came out uh, and endorsed the opponent of Marsha Blackburn. I'm sure she'll endorse Marsha Blackburn's opponent in 2024, uh, in November. Blackburn, by the way, go vote. Everybody in Tennessee 
She's my senator. She's going to win by 20 or so, at least. It's not going to be close, but I want you to all go vote, obviously. But here is Taylor Swift uh, talking politics. Their New York Times had a big article about the fact that the Biden administration considers her endorsement to be some sort of secret weapon. What's going on here? Here's Taylor Swift talking about politics. Taylor Swift comes out against Trump. I don't care if they write that. I'm sad that I didn't two years ago, but I can't change that. I'm saying right now that this is something that I know is right, and you guys, I need to be on the right side of history. And if he doesn't win, then at least I, I, at least I tried. She votes against against fair pay for women. She votes against the reauthorization of the of the Violence Against Women Act, which is just basically protecting us from domestic abuse and stalking, stalking. She thinks that that if you're a gay couple, or even if you look like a gay couple, you should be allowed to be kicked out of a restaurant. It's really basic human rights, and it's right and wrong at this point. Okay, so that is Taylor Swift, like histrionically, Buck, on, I think, her documentary uh, that they did were behind the scenes. She's going after Marsha Blackburn there. She endorsed Joe Biden. That aired, um, that's resurfaced footage. Let me make sure that I get this right. Uh, It shows Taylor Swift defiantly telling her team she will speak out against Donald Trump and Republican Senator Marsha Blackburn despite the risk to her safety and career. That is from her 2020 Netflix documentary, Miss Americana. So um, yeah. that that is what is in the background there for you. Clay, it's always a, a reminder at some level that celebrities are among the least informed and, and deeply ignorant, but also people who cling very strongly to their to their beliefs and think that they should inform everybody else despite their ignorance. Um, of, of all people in society, I mean, if, I think if you're talking about your average, uh, you know, pop singer, um, true of a lot of athletes as well, these are people who are held up for one thing. They are rich and famous for a thing. It is not being wise. It is not being knowledgeable. It is not being smart. And none of this is new. And I know people have written books about this. And, um, but the, the notion that there could be some, effect from taylor swift in voting that that's meaningful i I think that that the good news is that that can be discounted by you've got billions of dollars that are going to be spent trying to convince people of things in this election and uh, i i don't think taylor first of all i think very few taylor swift voters or rather people who would listen to taylor swift and vote based on it are conservative anyway right i mean so you're not you're not losing anybody um, I don't think it's going to make any difference whatsoever. The fact though, that this is catching on everywhere to me is is bizarre. And there's all these conspiracy theories. And one of the problems of the uh, internet age that we are in now, I think more than ever before, um, there are people who shout you down for calling out any conspiracy theory. That that the uh, it has become trendy to believe every conspiracy theory first, and then maybe fade from your belief over time. I usually think that conspiracy theories should have a higher burden. I'm not saying there aren't conspiracy theories that are true, but they should have a higher burden of evidence. It shouldn't be uh, you have to prove them false first. They should have to prove that they're not crazy first, for me at least. I think the Taylor Swift conspiracy, I, I do think that, I mean, this is not a conspiracy. I, I think the Biden administration is desperate. They're underwater with young voters. And we already know they've been bringing in TikTok stars, trans influencers, I would imagine that Joe Biden is going to do prediction. 
relatively few actual legitimate sit-down interviews during the 2024 campaign. It wouldn't stun me. This is going to sound crazy, but it wouldn't stun me if he did a sit-down with Taylor Swift. It wouldn't stun me if he did a sit-down with, God, I don't even know who the most famous TikTok stars are or who the most famous YouTube stars are, but I know that they connect overwhelmingly with people under the age of 30. Taylor Swift is already endorsed in the state of Tennessee. She came out against Marsha Blackburn in 2018 pretty aggressively. And Marsha is still a United States senator. Marsha Blackburn smoked her opponent, Phil Bredesen, who was a very successful Democrat, had been elected twice the governor of the state. And I thought in general did a pretty decent job. There now is nobody of any substance that's going to challenge her, and she's going to win by 20. So I don't think Taylor Swift is going to have much of an impact I think it's a sign of desperation in the Biden camp that they're talking about celebrity influencers as the way that they're going to connect with young voters and somehow convince them to go out and support. And and I'll just point out, Biden's really not popular. So I don't, again, I would welcome, let me just say this, and I've said this about athletes for a long time, if Taylor Swift felt super strong in her political opinions, And she wanted to talk to the largest political radio show in the country. We would have Taylor Swift on this show, and she could make her arguments to you. I think, generally speaking, most athletes, most entertainers, most people who are actors, most people who are in the celebrity universe are surrounded by uh, yes and no men and women. Uh, That is, they say whatever they want. They have a whole uh, coterie of advisors that give them everything that they want, and they're just not very well informed. And and I've been arguing this for a long time, that if LeBron James did one 15-minute interview on politics, Colin Kaepernick, same way, I think after 15 minutes you would be like, my goodness, I'm never listening to this guy's political opinion ever again well, because well, I, I think mean, they would know, get filleted. I think people that understand anything already know that LeBron James understands nothing i mean this is not a this wouldn't be a surprise to most folks i think what you're saying is even some of the people that are willing to listen to him which is mistake number one would change their mind if they if they heard the extent of the ignorance of some of these individuals who wax philosophical in public about politics and about american life did you ever hear maybe we can grab this audio because it is amazing did you ever hear lebron james he was reading the autobiography of malcolm x and um like there's all these fake LeBron is a, like one of the fakest people that's ever lived I think in in sports um but there's all these pictures of LeBron walking around with books like he claims that he's always educating himself and everything else can guys let me ask the staff to pull this cuz if you've never heard this buck you're going to be like this is amazing a sports reporter quizzed LeBron James several years ago on what he had learned so far from reading the autobiography of Malcolm X And if you have ever been in a classroom, maybe it was you, when you got quizzed by a teacher about a book that you were not reading, that you were supposed to be reading, it was, I mean, it is amazing. I think it video is even better, I think, but the audio of it is is also fantastic. I just, if you want to get involved in the political sphere, I think you have to be willing to really go in depth. For instance, Buck, well, Aaron Rodgers, you can agree or disagree with Aaron Rodgers, when you actually, I texted you when he was on ESPN recently and they were grilling him on uh, on his COVID stance. 
If you actually listen to Aaron Rodgers, he's actually very well read and there's depth to his knowledge. Whether you agree with it or disagree with it, he has actually put in time to be fairly well informed. Most of these athletes and entertainers, if you ask them three questions, they'll fall apart and they will have absolutely no ability to defend their perspective. Uh, Pull that, the staff, we'll play that maybe at the end of this hour. LeBron James on his book review of the autobiography of Malcolm X is, it is just, I mean, it reminds me of of sometimes my 13-year-old when I'm quizzing him about whether he's reading uh, the books that he's supposed to be reading or not. It's always interesting, though, to go through the exercise of thinking, why is it that the people who, and, and I'm not saying I can't come up with answers for this, I think we do it on a regular basis, but people for whom um, life has been incredibly fortunate. I mean, they are, there's a, yeah, you know, those are, oh, but they work so hard, whether it's athletes or musicians. Everybody works hard, man. I, this whole and thing they about, don't even, it's, it's, they don't work that hard, right? I mean, if, if, you if are, I was six foot eight and had a 48 yes. inch vertical when I was 16 years old, I would have been in the NBA too. I, I know this might be a Correct. shock to pe- some people, but. Yeah, uh, and you know Taylor Swift, you know has a you know, she has a very good voice. She's very pretty. I mean, these things all she writes her are, own songs. She's more talented. I'm not by saying far she's not super talented or works super hard, yeah. but I'm just saying these are people yeah. for whom some things have lined up very well, and they live in America. You know, if they had been born in Taliban-controlled Afghanistan, none of that stuff yes. would have mattered. It only matters really because they're here in America, or maybe they could have been in you know some Western European countries, a few other places where you have a free market and people can achieve. My point is just is merely they all have the same these people who are so fortunate um instead of uh understanding that there's so much to learn about life and that they should be approaching things with humility, they think like, oh well, because I'm really good at this sport or because I sing really well, I also should tell everybody about how the country should be run, and it's you know LeBron James weighing in on how the country should be or like on law enforcement, for example, to me would be like me sitting there and saying like, this is how I think you really have to, you know, do the sky hook or something. It's just, there are, there are areas of knowledge that people have and areas of knowledge that they don't, but they're all left wing as well. This is the thing the people that are really constantly uh, mouthing off about politics in the public sphere, who are very rich and very famous and very dumb are almost all very left wing. That's the thing that I think is so interesting. Yeah. And also, I would just point out, in the 80s and the 90s, when an a- actor won an Oscar and got up on the stage or somebody won a Grammy and they gave a political opinion, I feel like America universally rolled their eyes. In the social media era, we've really kind of accepted what I think is a, is a backwards way of thinking, which is, oh, because these guys all have their own Instagram accounts or their own Twitter accounts we should take them more seriously. I would just say, again, yeah. with anybody, same thing for you and me. You can agree or disagree with me and, and Buck, but I think if you and I sat down and gave our political opinions, we do it for three hours every day, but if somebody interviews us and, and grills us on it, people would say, like, I can agree or disagree, but there's some depth of knowledge there. I think almost every athlete, actor, entertainer, you name it, singer, songwriter, whatever, would fall apart with five minutes of intense questioning about their political opinions. Uh, I can say that that happened to Alyssa Milano, so that's a whole other thing. Um, <laughs> yes. So there's that. 800-282-2882. The Preborns Network of Clinics uh, nationwide is an entity entirely dedicated to saving the lives of unborn babies. They've been effective at it over the last couple of decades. They've saved more than 280,000 babies' lives. 
They operate as a nonprofit organization, and they're only able to do so because of the generosity of you, the pro-life community, the people listening to shows like this one. In each preborn facility, they welcome pregnant mothers, often who are faced with that very difficult decision about what to do with this unplanned pregnancy. The care, counseling, and support they receive at preborn clinics are often the determining factor in pushing them toward choosing life. This happens so often when a mother is introduced to her baby via ultrasound. Just hearing the heartbeat and witnessing the movements within that tiny body is enough for the mother to render a decision of life for her baby. It's so important, this work that they do. So would you consider a leadership gift to help save babies day-to-day in a big way? Your tax-deductible donation of $5,000 would sponsor Preborn's entire network for 24 hours. 24 hours, every single baby's life that would be saved would be only possible because of this leadership gift that you could give, which is tax-deductible. To donate, dial pound 250, say the keyword baby. That's pound 250, say baby. Or donate securely at preborn.com slash buck, preborn.com slash B-U-C-K. Preborn has a 100% charity rating, so you can give with confidence. Sponsored by Preborn. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. How could the most powerful man in media just vanish from public life? My name is Chris Moody, host of the new podcast, Finding Matt Drudge. I'm a reporter who's covered politics for years, and in this podcast, I'm going to travel far and wide searching for the reclusive Matt Drudge, the founder of The Drudge Report. Along the way, I'll talk to people who've worked with him, dined with him, and fought with him, taking listeners into private conversations, all in an attempt to get a better understanding of who Drudge is and what motivates him. I'll also be chasing down tips from you, the listener, through a special hotline. So if you know where Drudge is right now or have a great Drudge story that might help us better understand the mysterious media mogul, please give us a call at 301-200-2414. Hopefully by the time this show ends, the man who knows Drudge best, Matt Drudge himself, will break his silence and sit down with us. Listen to Finding Matt Drudge on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. One of the best shows of the year, according to Apple, Amazon, and Time, is back for another round. We have more insightful conversations between myself, Paul Muldoon, and Paul McCartney about his life and career. It was 20 years ago today. We had a big bear of a man, who's called Mal Evans, who's on roadie. And uh, I was coming back on the plane, and he said, will you pass the salt and pepper? And I misheard him. I said, what? Sergeant Pepper. This season, we're diving deep into some of McCartney's most beloved songs. Yesterday, Band on the Run, Hey Jude. And McCartney's favourite song in his entire catalogue, here, there and everywhere. Listen to season two of McCartney, A Life in Lyrics on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts.
to get some of your calls here, and we've also got to dive into the uh, latest on the drone attack response. We were attacked, our soldiers were attacked in Jordan on a base there. Biden administration looking like, once again, it is not up to the task. Um, that's unsurprising to uh, to any of you. Um, so we'll uh, we'll get into some of that, and we'll also be taking some of your calls on it. And do we have some calls up right now? I thought I had them, and now I lost them. Clay, do you have them? Bonnie, Bonnie in Lima, yes. Ohio. What's up, Bonnie? Well, I wanted to call to to make some just common sense statements. Um, for one thing, I don't understand why you would wait so long if he was actually raped. Yep. And the second thing, I've been in a lot of dressing rooms, and you just never know who's going to be coming and going in a dressing room. So if you was being raped, seems to me, if you uh, screamed, somebody would hear it. This is also in a very crowded, it allegedly happened in what is a, a very famous and well-known and crowded department store in Midtown Manhattan. So the notion that this would have been able to occur without anyone knowing anything uh, or her, you know, raising the alarm about it is, I mean, I'm not saying it's impossible, but it certainly seems an unlikely circumstance. I just, the, I, I cannot remember a, an actual rape victim going on television and being asked what she's going to do with her verdict winnings, saying, I'm going to take everybody on a big shopping spree. I've never seen a rape victim go on TV and say, quote, rape is sexy, unquote. What she said to Anderson Cooper. Yeah. This is a crazy person. Okay. Yes. This is nuts. So this is who, you know, this is who's being funded. And it's just, it's, it's grotesque what they're doing to Trump, but it's, uh, it shows you how desperate they're going to get and how much worse things are going to be. We'll take some more of your calls and I'll also talk about the MIDI situation coming up here in a second. You know, the tension on the world stage, it's getting tighter every day now. Uh, look at what's happening in the Middle East. That's just one example of, how things can go into an ugly direction very fast. I'm not the only one who's thinking about what this could do to our economy in one way or another. Former Wall Street insider Tika Tawari has some opinions on how world events will influence the value of the U.S. dollar. He's put his thoughts on video so you can see his research findings. It may well have an effect on our dollar and have an effect on your savings as a result. So this is something that's really worth your time to watch. Look, Tika wants to make his case to you directly. You can listen to what he has to say, what he sees coming, and how he believes you can prepare. There are three steps he wants to bring to your attention. Go to MoveYourCashNow.com to learn the steps you need to take to protect and grow your wealth. That's MoveYourCashNow.com, or you could end up holding some worthless cash paid for by Palm Beach Research Group. We are joined now by our friend Ryan Gurdusky, savant extraordinaire when it comes to analyzing data. All right, Ryan, there's been a lot of fiery uh, conversation. I'm sure you've seen it some on the social media uh, apps. Uh, after I said that in order to win, Trump had to do better with uh, college-educated women in the suburbs, particularly focusing on the Philly area, Atlanta, uh, Milwaukee, Phoenix, those big cities in those swing states with large suburban female populations, much of which is college educated. Right, wrong there. 
Where is this election going to be decided as we sit basically nine months out based on the data as you have seen it? So in the most important swing states, everyone's going to make a lot of conversation about the Hispanic vote and the Asian vote. But most important states in this upcoming election, North Carolina, Georgia, Michigan, Pennsylvania, Wisconsin, you could throw in New Hampshire if you'd like, are 90 percent black white states. The only truly diverse one would be the Arizona and Nevada. Um, so the vote will be so Trump's if Trump manages to get 40 percent of the Hispanic vote, that would be great. Um, and it will certainly help them in Texas and Arizona and Nevada. It will not really make that much of a difference in the most critical swing states. So I like to preface with that. So the vote will then come down to a question of college educated white voters, um, non-college educated white voters and black voters. Trump needs to do one of the three to win. He needs to either A, make a reversal of college educated voters, which he has been sliding with and continue to slide. And the New York Times Siena poll, the last one, Donald Trump does worse with college educated white voters than any Republican since Barry Goldwater in 1964, which was not a good election for Republicans. Um, he needs to turn out Republican non-college educated voters. This is the base of the Republican Party. This is a group that got him elected the first time in 2016, and they are the group that are about one in five Biden voters or one in four Biden voters, depending on the, uh, the poll you look at, are non-college educated whites. So if Trump can take 5% of, of the, that voter group that was going to vote for Joe Biden into his coalition, that wins in the presidency or the black vote. Now, a lot of people have said the polls show the black vote is going to be swinging more towards Trump than ever before. I am a uh, doubter in that because it has never happened in our history. The most in any in 30 years we've seen their black vote is go 11% for George W. Bush in 2004. I don't believe it's going to have a huge swing. What's happening with the black vote, and this is key, older black voters are the most loyal Democrats there in the country. As they begin to die out, like all populations die out, younger black voters are replacing them are less uh, align with the Democratic Party, but they are still 85% Democrat. They're just not 95% Democrat. So either black turnout has to decline or the black vote has to splinter a little bit more than, than it could. But most importantly, it has to decline. The black vote declined from 2012 to 2016, and that's what got Trump elected in Wisconsin, Michigan, and Pennsylvania. If the black vote declines, that would be more important than if uh, a 1% or 2% move towards uh, towards Donald Trump. Ryan, it's Buck. Thanks for being here. The polls in the uh, swing states have looked very, very strong for Trump, better than they've ever looked that I can think of in, in the past uh, when you've had a, a election year like this. Uh, what do you attribute that to? And and what, as somebody who wants to see a Republican winning in this next election, what worries you? Because I think right now there's a little bit of a, of a quiet confidence, maybe even a quiet overconfidence in some corners of uh MAGA world <laughs> yeah well what well, well what what is happening i think is joe biden there is in 2012 famously obama's campaign said we need frame the conversation on mitt romney early so that no matter how much money republicans spend people's perception of him as an out of touch out of touch rich man will carry us through the election day. And it worked. I think the idea of Joe Biden being an incompetent old man who possibly has memory issues, um, who cannot complete a sentence in a timely manner, and who has dropped the ball on everything from the economy to foreign policy, which was a major first thing with what the Afghanistan withdrawal, how botched it was, to the border. 
Um, and I, even though the economy is improving, according to most economic indicators, perception is I still can't buy a house because the 7% interest rate and Biden really doesn't know what he's doing. Um, the economy improving is one of the biggest concerns. And also what concerns me with the college educated white vote, college educated white voters have the highest voter turnout of any demographic group. Following that is black voters and following that is non-college educated white voters. I am very afraid of non-college educated white voters not showing up in the propensity, even though they're the largest um, demographic group in this country, some of the worst turnout rates possible. Um, what I am afraid of is them being complacent and not showing up. I'm afraid that if the economy improves too much, that it will, that people start changing their minds midway through the year, which is not impossible. And uh, lastly, the thing that, that worries me the most is that for Republicans, for the for independent voters, right? Independent voters agree with Republicans more than Democrats on basically every single issue from education to foreign policy, to trade, to taxes, to immigration. The two issues they do not agree with Republicans are, are abortion, and the 2020 election being stolen. It is a major, major, major fissure point. If your life is pretty good, there is not high crime, you're not seeing migrants in your town, and um, you are making, you have a good living, you have a good job, issues like that matter more to you, like, like college-educated white voters in the Philly suburbs, in the Phoenix suburbs, people who will be thinking about that. And my fear is that Trump will be running on uh, the 2020 election and, you know, in 20... 21, I think he sat there and said, you can thank me for banning abortion. And I mean, that's why Joe Biden's first two ads have been 2020, January 6th and abortion. That's all he's going to run on because that will, he thinks, fissure the holes and breaking things down in the Midwest. I think that Trump's going to come back and win Arizona and win Georgia. If I'm right on that, then Trump would just need to win mathematically one of the states in the upper Midwest, right? This is assuming Nevada's not in play, assuming New Hampshire's not in play. He'd have to win Pennsylvania, Michigan, or uh, or he'd have to win Wisconsin, right? That's the That's the math, basically. Michigan, because of the large Jewish population and the large Arab population, there's a Detroit News poll out that had Trump up substantially, do you buy into the idea of October 7th and the fallout of the, the, the discord between Hamas, Palestinians, uh, Jews, that that could really swing the state of Michigan? Or am I reading too much into that? Partially, but you have to remember a lot of Muslims in this country are under the age of 18, just like a lot of Amish in Pennsylvania. Most Amish in Pennsylvania are under the age of 18. Most Muslims in Michigan are under the age of 18. So though the Muslim population is large, those capable of voting is fairly small. Is it enough to swing the election? Possibly, but there's also 200,000 Muslims in the state of Georgia. So it just depends on how real this pushback of Muslims are because they live far outside. I mean, everyone talking, about, but they are hundreds of thousands of them in Arizona and Georgia and these very, very close states that could well impact it. Um, what this but the long term reality is if Joe Biden loses because the Muslim vote sits out in 2024 to punish him for his Israel thing, you can very well bet that there will never be or probably not be a Democratic president even remotely favorable to Israel anymore. This is the dividing of the mass immigration. We've imported three million Muslims. There are way more Muslims than there are Jews now in this country. You can absolutely bet that the future of this country is going to have a very anti Israel Democratic Party. 
Do you think Jews as voting group, usually it's like 65-35, do you think Jewish people are likely to move at all in 2024 over this issue, or are you skeptical? They're going to move because demographics have changed. The Woody Allen Jews, the older, liberal, Barbara Streisand, non-religious Jews, they didn't have any children over the last 40 years. So their population is the black hats, the Orthodox, the conservative Jews, the Ben Shapiro Jews, the Hasidim Jews, they are the ones having children. So the demographics are changing very quickly among this population simply because Borough Park, Brooklyn, if you know where that is, it's a very Hasidic uh, Jewish place, is growing. And the Upper West Side, which is like the more liberal place, is shrinking in the Jewish population. And that will change the Jewish profile of how Jewish voters cast their ballots in the future. It's just Ryan, I just, just, I just want to give you a minute here because we get a lot of calls about this still. Um, I know that you agree with me, so I love asking the question that Michelle Obama <laughs> is not going to be the Democrat nominee. But can you just explain why you think that is to everybody because the all the emails all we get are calls people saying clay is right and emails saying she's going to be the nominee why do you think it is look no one can see the future maybe clay is right maybe a lot of folks writing in are right why do you think it's very challenging for that to actually happen um okay first she does not like politics shinley says she does not like politics she has never given anything the political world very, very small as far as consultants go. You can very, especially for a presidential campaign, you know somebody who works for anybody in business. Nobody works for Michelle Obama as a professional consultant running for president and fishing to. That's so repeatedly. She doesn't like Trump, which most black women in America don't like Donald Trump. Um, that would be the first thing. Second thing, Joe Biden has this nomination wrapped up. Um, he would have to die um, or step down if he does decide to step down or if he, you know, something happens to his health and he cannot serve. Um, they're not going to bypass the first black sitting vice president, first black woman uh, vice president um, to have a woman whose only qualification is she married a former president. That's just not how Hillary Clinton had to be a senator and a secretary of state. Uh, before getting the nomination of the Democratic Party. They just didn't give it to somebody because they were married. You don't call the plumber's wife if the plumber is out on another job. It just, they don't know how to fix it. Like, it just doesn't work like that. Oh, also, I wish, I wish. Down. Brian, can you come back for one? Do you have like uh, seven Clay, or eight more minutes you, with you, us? Clay is fired up. I'm, you poked Clay now. Here we I, go. Well, I want to talk about this, Brian, but I sure, also. I'll, I'll come back because Clay is just wrong on this. <laughs> <laughs> That's why we got to have Ryan on. I, I love succinctly I'll come back as Clay is just wrong on this, which by the way is what my wife says on 98% of uh, issues that we discuss <laughs> in the house as well. Uh, all right, we'll bring Ryan back um, because I want to ask him about Michelle. I also want to dive into uh, 2016 versus 2020 and what actually happened there for Trump, get a numbers uh, analysis. But I also want to tell you, Super Bowl is next week, and a lot of you are fired up. Taylor Swift's Kansas City Chiefs going head-to-head with the San Francisco 49ers. Truth, justice, in the American way is on the side of the San Francisco 49ers. We cannot allow Taylor Swift to triumph. But there are going to be so many different cool picks to make. A lot of you out there know what I'm talking about. You go into the Super Bowl, maybe you're more interested in the food. Maybe you like a dip. Maybe you like uh, pizza's going to be there. Maybe it's the wings. Maybe you want to watch the halftime show. You know, you can do so many cool picks at prizepicks.com slash Clay Buck. You're a go-to-Super Bowl for the party, not for the game itself. 
prizepicks.com slash clay is going to have so many cool hookups for people to just go sign up and have some fun. Play some games with the kids, with the wife, with the girlfriend, whoever it is, and you're going to have a good time. Absolutely. I mean, I'm I'm uh, looking forward to putting my picks down, and I I'm going to take, you know what, Clay, on this one? I'm going to take the uh the opposite side of the bet from you so that we got some real some real uh tension in the in the bets here, all right? I'm going to go opposite on the Super Bowl whatever you do. Okay, Bucks going to go opposite. I'll tell you my pick next week. But in the meantime, go sign up and get this downloaded now. You can get even matching money, right? You put $100 down, they'll give you $100 in free credit. It's fun to play 5-10 bucks at a time prizepicks.com slash clay for the Super Bowl. Go get signed up now. And by the way, if you're in Georgia, you're in Texas, you're in California, states where you can't otherwise be playing some of these fun games, you can with prize picks. Prizepicks.com slash clay. One more time, prizepicks.com slash clay. We're talking. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. How could the most powerful man in media just vanish from public life? My name is Chris Moody, host of the new podcast, Finding Matt Drudge. I'm a reporter who's covered politics for years. And in this podcast, I'm going to travel far and wide searching for the reclusive Matt Drudge, the founder of The Drudge Report. Along the way, I'll talk to people who've worked with him, dined with him, and fought with him, taking listeners into private conversations, all in an attempt to get a better understanding of who Drudge is and what motivates him. I'll also be chasing down tips from you, the listener, through a special hotline. So if you know where Drudge is right now or have a great Drudge story that might help us better understand the mysterious media mogul, please give us a call at 301-200-2414. Hopefully by the time this show ends, the man who knows Drudge best, Matt Drudge himself, will break his silence and sit down with us. Listen to Finding Matt Drudge on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. One of the best shows of the year, according to Apple, Amazon, and Time, is back for another round. We have more insightful conversations between myself, Paul Muldoon, and... Paul McCartney about his life and career. It was 20 years ago today. We had a big bear of a man, it's called Mal Evans, who's on roadie. And uh, I was coming back on the plane and he said, Will you pass the salt and pepper? And I misheard him. <laughs> I said, What? Salt and pepper? This season, we're diving deep into some of McCartney's most beloved songs Yesterday, Band on the Run. Hey Jude, and McCartney's favorite song in his entire catalog, here, there, and everywhere. Listen to season two of McCartney, A Life in Lyrics on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. ...to Ryan Gurdusky. He's wrong about Michelle Obama. Succinctly, by the way, Ryan, I think your hypothesis, the way you laid it out, I think Biden will say, I'm not going to run... 
I think that they will. You're right. It would be racist and sexist if Kamala Harris is not elevated. But I think Michelle Obama, far more liked in the party and more liked by black women. I think that they will, as a consensus candidate, end up nominating her. That's my theory on how it happens. But I wanted to go back to uh, we started off by asking. Wait, you you got to give Ryan a chance to speak to your theory. Well, but I think he's already laid out why he thinks I'm wrong. I'm just telling him well, that theory. He can respond. Like, what, by gunpoint for the entire campaign, they're going to put a gun behind her and say, "Okay, Michelle, now run for." This is a woman who did. No, I think she. I think she will want it, Ryan. It, it like psychologically. She does not. Okay, we disagree there. <laughs> she did not. Uh, she, okay. she did not stay awake for the 2016 election because she didn't care. She said she's like, I just. I, she hated. She didn't want Obama to run for president. She doesn't like politics. She's okay. never been a political person outside of speeches of the DNC. Like she's said this over and over. I don't like politics. If you give somebody only a two month campaign and tell them they'll be the greatest hero in the history of women in the country, maybe things would change. That's my theory. But I, I want you about Oprah for how many years Oprah was going to be the nominee. She was a well, that's thing. It was going to be Oprah. It's going to be Oprah. This is the new Oprah. Michelle. Obama. Maybe it'll be Oprah instead. Um. Uh. So. Uh. So. Twenty sixteen. <laughs> 2016 2020 you talked about the way that trump won in 2016 when you look at the data and i understand people out there are like it's rigged it's but all we have is the data to go by why did trump win in 2016 and then lose in 2020 when you look at the raw data where was the election lost what what is the story there so Trump lost the college-educated white vote, but not by very much because they hated Hillary Clinton. He surged with the non-college-educated white vote, um, and the black vote as an overall population declined. Remember, there was a lot of backlash against Hillary Clinton over the crime bill that her husband had signed and that she was for. Um, and then she'd call them, I forget the exact word, but she had called... Uh, predators, predators, I think, was the... Was. yeah. Right. So all of that led to the black vote declining as an overall population. That drop led to states like Michigan, Pennsylvania and Wisconsin help flipping. Georgia remained a Republican plus five state in 2020 in 2020, rather. Trump's made Trump actually did fairly well among most demographic groups. He certainly improved substantially among Hispanics, especially among Cubans, Venezuelans and Tejanos. The groups that he declined the most with were non-college educated white voters who had voted for Gary Johnson in 2016 and then went over to Joe Biden. Plus, also throughout that four year period, a number of silent generation voters who had voted Republican um, had passed away. A number of generation Z had turned 18, voted Democrat, uh, Democrat. The demographics of the country are changing. They're not changing in a way that benefit Republicans. That's just how it is. I wrote a whole thing in my Substack, the National Populist Newsletter on Substack, about the the changing demographics that are happening with the birth data as they stand um, just this year. So, so you should oh, wait, benefit. Ryan. We're we're at we're at time, unfortunately. But you guys, you guys should all subscribe to Ryan's National Populist Newsletter. It is on Substack. So go check out that on the Substack platform. Ryan Gerdusky, thanks for being with us, my friend. And everybody, we're going to talk about the Biden response to the Mideast coming up in a little bit. And Ryan and I are going to have to figure out what kind of steak we're going to get for Clay if his Michelle Obama theory is right, because he's sticking to it. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? 
Oh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. My name is Chris Moody, host of the new podcast, Finding Matt Drudge. I'll be taking you on a journey to find the mysterious media mogul Matt Drudge, founder of The Drudge Report. Along the way, I'll talk to people who have worked with him, dined with him, and fought with him, taking listeners into private conversations, all in an attempt to get a better understanding of who Drudge is and what motivates him. Hopefully, he'll even sit down with us. Listen to Finding Matt Drudge on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm John Seifer. And I'm Jerry O'Shea. We spent over 30 years in the CIA uncovering global conspiracies. Conspiracies aren't just a theory to us, which is why we started our podcast, Mission Implausible. Everyone has questions about conspiracy theories, but with our background, we can actually answer those questions. Anyone can just start screaming about microchips and Jewish space lasers, but it's our mission to remove the bull and get down to what's real. Listen to Mission Implausible on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.